Friday, October 25th, 2019, a 911 call was made in regards to a home invasion that took place at 1.16 a.m. in an apartment in Phoenix, Arizona. By the time officers arrived, they were met with a gruesome scene of 27-year-old Victoria Smith lying dead on her living room floor with nine stab wounds in her chest, stomach, and back. Along with this image was handprints of blood all along the walls and a men's size 13 shoe next to the body in the living room. Many people in the apartment complex were questioned if they knew anything about the murder, but everyone refused, said they didn't even hear the screams. Detective Jones was assigned with the case and was given the task of gathering as much information from Victoria Smith's friends and family as possible. However, given the fact that most of Victoria's friends and family live in Chicago, Illinois, Jones was stuck in a dead end. That is until Thursday, December 5th, 2019. All friends and family were taken off the table for information, except for her neighbor who lives across from her by the name of Jordan Walker, who claims he knows the cause of Smith's murder. What you are about to hear is the recorded conversation between Jordan Walker and Detective Jones just two months after Victoria Smith's murder. Mr. Walker. Nice to meet you. You don't mind if I come in, do you? No, no, it's all good. Come in, come in. Yeah. All right. Wow, there's a lot of space you have here. Yeah, I don't really care to get a whole lot of decorations or TVs or anything like that. I'm okay with just a couch and a dining table, you know, so pretty simple. But uh, Go ahead, feel free to have a seat right here, you know. All right. So you contacted me and let me know that you have some information in regards to Victoria Smith's murder that took place about two months ago, correct? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, still, still kind of hurts a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, I knew her since she moved in about close to two years ago. She moved in from Chicago and we were like best friends ever since. Um, damn, man, it's just, yeah, it sucks, man. Trust and believe me, we're doing everything that we can to find who's responsible for this, but can you let me know any information that you have and even take me all the way back to when you guys first met and just let me know how everything transpired up till today? Yeah, so um, it started like August 2nd of 2018. Um, I was just coming home from work and uh, I noticed this woman was carrying all of these boxes and bags in by herself right across from me. 
And I asked her, you know, do you need any help, ma'am? And she turned around and looked at me with such this such big, inviting smile and just such gorgeous eyes and said, you know, that would be very helpful. And I was helping her and she asked me what my name was and I let her know, hi, I'm Jordan. And she told me her name was Victoria. Such a beautiful name. And from that point on, we kind of just stayed in contact every day from that point moving forward. You know, she was she was honestly like my I know I have I know I was her best friend, but she, if I'm honest with you, she was my only friend. Not a lot of people really approach me or even care to ask me what my name is. You know, I've lived out here in Phoenix for some time and I've been working at the same hospital for the past 10 years and you know, my day gets a little monotonous every now and then, so she kind of spiced it up every now and then. So we became very close friends stayed in contact and you know I would say like after two months you know I'm not gonna lie to you I was very attracted to her so I asked her out and she kindly rejected me and when I asked her why she just simply let me know that she just wasn't looking to date anybody at that time so it was fine with me because she lives right across from me so we could still remain friends so we hung out about, I would say, every week from that moving on forward for about a year and two months, you know, and every time that we would hang out, it would just always piss me off that she would get catcalled and all these guys would come at her and it would always, she expressed to me that it would always make it difficult for her to gain close relationships and friendships with men because she felt as though they only saw her for her body. That's why she appreciated the friendship that her and I had, because I after I got after she rejected me, you know, that's all I really treated her as was just a friend. So during her time out here, she didn't date any men at all. Well, she was a big fan of the dating apps, you know, the Tinders, the Bumbles, the Hinges, and Coffee Meets Big, all of the, you know, all of those out there. But um. She eventually did match with one guy on Bumble named named Sean. And, you know, after three months, they began to get closer. So I kind of took a little bit of a step back and I didn't really hear from her much for a while. But I'd always see her every now and then and, you know, just in passing. And then I'm sorry, before you continue, can you go ahead and describe Sean for me? Uh, yeah, he was about 6'1", six, 6'2", six, Caucasian, blonde, short hair, um, no facial hair. Uh, he was an ex-football player, too, so he was, like, you know, he was kind of buff, you know, yeah. Okay, continue. <clears throat> yeah, so um, then some time had um, went by, and it was August 24th. It was August 24th, 2019. And I remember I was sitting outside listening to music on my headphones and I saw him, he, he pulled up to her place around 11 p.m. And he left at 12 p.m. the next day. So, you know, you know what happened. And then some more time went by and uh, one day he was arguing with her outside of the apartment and just from what I was hearing, apparently she apparently he caught her talking to another guy in public. 
and he was just pissed, just yelling at her. I always knew that Sean had an anger management problem because I would always hear I would always hear him yelling at her at night whenever he came over. And just this time it just got out of hand and he, he pushed her. And that was the first time that I saw that she was genuinely afraid of him. So she just ran inside quick and just closed the door, locked locked the doors, closed the blinds, and he just wasn't allowed over. He was knocking on the door for like 10, 15 minutes, and then he just got tired and left. And then um, after that, I think she just cut things off completely with him and just went to go live with her mom for two weeks. Was that the last time you saw her? No, no. Um, next time I saw her was a few days later. Um, she said that she was planning on moving out and said that she'd be by Saturday to start packing. And I had work on Saturday and Sunday, so I couldn't help her pack that day. I got back home Friday night and around 1 a.m. I... <clears throat> Sorry. I uh, heard a really loud, alarming scream and immediately called the police. And then, uh, <clears throat> next thing I know, uh, I hear that she was, that she was killed. And, uh, Yeah, that's all I know, man. That's all I know. Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Here, here. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm good. I, I got some tissues over here. Hold on one second. <sighs> I come prepared for these moments. That's <laughs> uh, okay. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with it at all. Nice shoes, by the way. Ah, oh, thanks, man. Uh, Victoria actually got me a pair um, of these, just like these, uh, last Christmas. And it just kind of hurt to still have them to remind me of her. So I just went out and got the same pair, uh, like, last week. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, they look nice, man. You know, what size shoe are you? 13. I'm gonna fix myself up a quick cup of coffee real quick. Um, you want any water or anything at all? No, thank you, I'm okay. All right. All right. You don't mind if I play some music, do you? No, of course not, go ahead. I'm sure it was really tough hearing that Victoria was moving after you guys had gotten so close for over a year and two months, especially since that was your only friend, so. I'm sure it kind of brought back some fear of loneliness. And also on top of that, the fact that she was dating this football player who she only knew for a few months and you had been trying to get at her for since the day you probably met her. Uh, yeah, it definitely was not funny here. I just find it a little suspicious that when we ran Victoria's phone, we found that her and Sean actually never even met in person. In fact, when we looked a little bit deeper into it, we found that Sean is actually a catfish. 
And the person who was impersonating Sean was using photos from a Netflix reality show. Victoria decided not to meet up with the guy when she found out who he really was, and that's what made her want to go live with her mom for two weeks and prompted her to make the decision to move. We tried reading the rest of the messages to see who she found out the man was, but they were somehow deleted. However, we did track the phone numbers and we found it to match all the way to this exact apartment complex.